0: My name is Baba Zumanigi. I was born and raised in Africa, specifically in Senegal. And I'm currently I'm the general manager of IBM for French-speaking Africa.
1: Welcome to the African Tech Ronda, Baba. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Delighted to be here. And so your name means father in a number of different African languages. <laughs> what inspired your, your parents to name you that at birth?
0: I think that uh, it's a long story, but uh, just to make it short... I was named after my grandfather, and uh, my grandfather was the, the wise of the tribe. I think nobody called him by, by his name, by his real name. And uh, because I'm, uh, let me say, uh, uh, to be more personal, uh, my mom lost, lost four kids before I was born. When I was born, they decided just to call me Baba. Oh, that's really well. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so people most of the time ask me, you know, is real, really Baba your name? I say yes, Baba is my name. I don't have any middle name. It's just
1: Baba. Now, Baba, thinking of your namesake, well, um, how would you explain 2017 and the proliferation of tech and digital to the man you are named after? As you could imagine, for a moment. I can tell you that uh, <laughs> uh, I lost my dad,
0: I would say, 37 years ago. And uh, I was just in the beginning of my career in the IT world. My dad never understood what IT means. He used to tell me, I think, you know, you only need one computer for the rest of the world. I mean, why? Uh, how do you make a living? I think what is changing right now is that uh, the uh, IT started... Uh, in the grounds of making things efficient, making things easier, making things faster. I think today the real challenge is that uh, everything we do is trying to improve life. If you try to explain to people that, uh, you know, we can predict uh, when it is going to rain and uh, so that you can, uh, you know, do a better agriculture, they can start to understand that. When you tell people that, uh, you know, we can diagnose more disease, they can understand that. If you tell them that, uh, you know, you can help improve uh, the uh, traffic and transportation that are in countries, they may not know how, but they do understand that there is a need for it and there must be a solution for it. And I think that, uh, you know, back in Africa and, uh, you know, if I were to spend, to speak to my grandfather to my, or to my father, I think those are basic things they would understand easily. And I think that we are now not in the business of accelerating uh, things to make them more efficient. We are really in the business of uh, improving people's life in many ways. Africa is about connecting people. And you know that in a continent where, let's say, uh, we lack writing and we communicate, verbal communication is more important than anything else. I remember in my younger years, uh, I used to, you know, get to. I lived in a community where nobody went to school, and uh, most of the time, I was asked to come and write a letter to someone. And the big challenge on writing a letter is that they give you the letter in uh, in local language, you write it down in English and in French, and then you have to translate from English to French to uh, to local language to explain to the person. Uh, you know, that you have exactly represented what they have told you to say. And uh, I think that uh, today uh, with 1 billion people in Africa and uh, 400 million telephones and connect- it's all connections and people can do a lot by themselves without, you know, being dependent on somebody somebody else. So, uh, yes, I, I think that there, there, there are some challenges, there will continue to be some challenges but I think that uh, you know the years to come we'll see more and more connection and as i said the computer will be your telephone your telephone is your computer there is more power in a, tele- in a f- telephone today than there was in a computer 20 years ago and i think that will be a dramatic change in the uh, in the progress of africa
1: and what area within you know civil society say are you most excited about in terms of technology helping us meet this Broader agenda of improving the lives of people? I think
0: for, for me, is uh, let's say, as I said earlier, connecting people. Uh, connecting people is absolutely crucial.
1: So, okay, I, and, and again, so unpack that because I feel like it's loaded. I mean, even when you, you first said it, um, I feel like it's loaded for you. When you say connection, uh, I, I like the story you brought in. W- what do you feel? connection delivers the average African who perhaps has, up until this point, lived without that connection? I
0: think, uh, you know, first of all, trade and commerce, uh, you know, transfer of money. Uh, we know that most Africans, you know, uh, depend on somebody else to send them money, and if you can do it just like this, like the, the example that we had earlier on Wari or m those are very good examples. I think that uh, the idea of uh, uh, making sure that uh, you you connect to your community in any way, uh, the fact that you're not dependent on somebody else that gives you the level of autonomy to share your message, to share your connection, to share your ideas is also very important. So to me, that's what, uh, for a basic African, that's really what technology brings on a day-to-day basis now. I think also at the same time, uh, there is a difference in in scale, but there is no difference in nature. What I mean by that is that the African people aspire to the same quality of living as anybody else in the world. Uh,
1: Why do you think that's difficult for the world to understand? Because it almost feels like at at many conferences we have to spend a lot of time explaining this to the world, that uh, in many respects Africa is no difference in terms of what we aspire to. I, f- I simply think that um,
0: if, you, if you look at the, uh, the uh, Maslow pyramid, uh, people will tell you, first of all, people want to eat, and second, people want to be secure, and third, they want to develop from an intellectual perspective. I think most of the people in the Western world believe that we are at the bottom of the Maslow pyramid, really at the bottom. All we care about is eating, 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 being secure, fine. That's, you know, sometimes I'm not even sure that they they, uh, they they look at us and believe that we have that aspiration. They don't understand that, uh, you know, Africa is like any other places, and there are people who have crossed the boundary of being eating, of being sheltered or being secure, and now they're looking into uh, being relevant to the next generation of people. Uh, They always look at it like, okay, you're the exception, but let's talk about the majority of the people. Yes, maybe we're the exception, but in any country and any society, the exception and the minority are the key drivers of progress. You can take any country. I mean, look at France today. Who would think like, you know, a young man of 39 years old uh, can be a president? Uh, Any any political... uh, 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 social political book will tell you you have to have a party, you have to have a, you know, people behind you, you have to be a governor, etc. This is a young guy who almost never been into politics. This is the first election he had in, in his life and ended up being the president. So I think that uh, breakthrough thinking is lacking and I think that we African we have a better job to do uh, to make sure we have a better job to do to communicate and to explain that we have the same aspiration and we have the capability of, uh, you know, achieving that.
1: Within the context of your role at IBM, how often do you ha- do you uh, battle these these issues or perhaps the stereotypes associated with uh, African markets? Speak specifically to the francophone region that you, you, you speak to. I, I mean, share as little or as much as you can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, like, let me put it this way. Uh when I'm in uh, in Africa, I don't have to battle it because I'm like everybody else. I think uh, the, the the challenge comes when you start being uh, the only guy in a Western community or an international community. First of all, the question I hate, uh, you know, where are you coming from and uh, is it your first time in this country? And I ask myself, you know if they're sitting next to a German guy or an Italian, they don't ask him those type of questions. You know, how is it like home? How do you like it here? Uh, you know, spell, my, spell your name for me, where your name is coming from, etc., etc. I mean, that's, that's, that's baloney. I mean, I have to say that. Uh, the second thing is that people tend to associate the size and the power of your country with, let's say, the level of intellect that you have. Let me put it, let me put it in context. Uh, if you come from United States or Germany or Japan, you must be smart. If you come from you a know, jaw-blow country in Africa, a uh, very small country, you must be, I'm not going to say stupid, but not that smart.
1: Okay, and sometimes, you know, uh, or at best, even anomalous in the sense that, hey, you must be the smartest they have. Exactly. You must be this. You could be the president
0: of that of that country. And uh, it's really funny because uh, and sometimes I think we African, uh, we don't always understand the sense of that message. And some people like like you said, I mean, you must be the smartest guy in the country. And suddenly the guy feels like, okay, you know, I'm very smart. That's an insult. I mean, we have to go back and tell them, number one, we are not unique. There are many people like, like us. And uh, what we just lack is being given the opportunity uh, and or grabbing the opportunity and having an open field to go after. And uh, that's really what we're trying to do. But, uh, but I agree with you that uh, most of the time I have to fight that every day.
1: And so I want to end with two questions. Uh, targeted at diff- two... Very different audiences, right? So the first question I want to ask you uh, is regarding uh, p- potential investors listening to this podcast. Investors who take great interest to re- who take great interest to realize that IBM is heavily uh, invested on the African continent. Who are wondering what on earth um, are they onto that maybe I'm not, right? Uh, what's what's in it for me, uh, and how do I get in? So. You maybe pick a profile, an institutional investor, perhaps slightly smaller, a VC interest, perhaps even an angel investor listening to this podcast. Perhaps someone in the diaspora. Perhaps someone totally not linked with the continent at all. Um, motivate uh, the 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 case for joining IBM in terms of being enthusiastic on uh, of, of in terms of being enthusiastic about what's happening on the continent and what the potential is from a, from a business standpoint. Okay. Uh, people tend to
0: say that uh, Africa is the last frontier of growth uh, in numbers. You, know, you see Europe at 1%, U.S. at 2%, maybe India and China sometimes somewhere around 4%, and Africa somewhere between 6% and 10%. There's always exceptions for sure. Uh, but having said that, uh, the, you look at the world today, I mean, the world is global. And there is one concept that I like, which is the concept of globalisation global strategies and local implementation there is no way in business that you can you know run your business from new york or from without being on the ground and uh, you know uh talking to people people buy from people that they know and they trust regardless of what your message is you have to be grounded in the deep roots of your market okay and the market is in africa now the next question you ask yourself you know what to sell, where to go. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, just look at yourself and uh, look at the evolution of the world and ask yourself, hey, uh, people need to trade, people need transformation, transportation, people need to be secure, people need to have access to knowledge, people need to be healthy, and all those fields... I think what technology brings today is that uh, it brings back to the basic at a cheaper price than it used to be before. Uh, just look, take the example of banking. Uh, and uh, it is funny in the United States that, uh, you know, they're reducing the number of branch offices. And not only that, if you go two times in a branch office, they charge you more. And everything is done in the Internet. I mean, so is Africa. I think that uh, nobody has a time to go and sit in front of a banker and just ask a basic question that they can have access through the internet. So, my message to anybody who is interested in Africa is to say just, I mean, cut down all the bias, cut down all the bullshit like, you know, uh, this is Africa. I mean, this and no. I mean, Africa is in the 21st century. And the same needs that exist elsewhere exist at, at the same place. It's a, it's a difference in, in size, but it is not a difference in nature. Where you will see a market of, I don't know, $10 billion in the U.S., maybe you'll see the same market for $1 billion. Uh, so uh, uh, we in IBM, we believe in this continent. Uh, we believe in talent. We believe that growing people, growth, uh, development is driven by knowledge. And people uh, and people uh, come up with ideas to develop the infrastructure governance, etc. The more educated the people the the easier the connections and the conversation and the business. so uh, we have a number of initiatives around that. Uh, initiatives with the government, initiatives with private companies, initiatives. We just launched out of South Africa which is called the Digital Nation, uh, which is a platform on cloud Bluemix that allow the target is to have 25 million young generation of African, you know, develop their IT knowledge using that platform.
1: I have to confess that I mean on on the African Take Roundup podcast I I have cast a little shade at at initiatives like that. Obviously, um, sort of questioning the genuineness of the uh, intent. And I, after having you know many conversations with different people on the subject, I have thought about it and realized that uh, uh, you guys are onto something. Whatever whatever your intent, commercial or otherwise, um, I do recognize the the desperate need we have as a as a continent that. Is potentially the first large geographic region to leapfrog a number of major life changing innovations how if we 're not equipping our populace, our populations to deal with you know the digital transformations that are going to hit the whole world, not least africa if we 're not teaching or empowering our populations to do that then Um, I think we're going to have a serious problem on our hands in in, in that we won't be able to take full advantage of it. And so in that context, I'm sure you'll be happy to know that I'm starting to see things a little differently and a a lot less cynically. Good. Uh, No, I think you're in a very valid
0: point. The the whole question is that uh, there is no recipe. There is no one thing that will solve all the problems. You just have to look at the spectrum of initiatives and solutions. Some of them may work. Some of them may not work to our expectation. Some of them will fail, but at least we're trying. I think that we, we have to give credit for uh, developing a number of initiatives around skill development uh, that will help people grow and develop their, their knowledge and skills. And uh, I think that uh, you in a valid point by saying that uh, uh, let's forget the hype, let's forget the uh, the, the marketing aspect of that, the question is we 're there, and we 're trying something. so if everybody would try something, maybe we 'll end up with something
1: and so finally the, the the last question i'd like you i'd like to, to address the young starry eyed individual, male or female on the continent, who is at the cusp of, uh, of starting their career within africa 's tech industry, and they would look to someone like you in terms of what's possible in terms of modeling themselves perhaps in a corporate career or in some other way within the tech industry what are some of the key things you, you would pick from your experience as an IT professional at the highest level um to speak to someone in Djibouti who's who's who has this, uh, this aspiration or somewhere small like Swaziland who aspires to the, a, a career and impact that you've had in, in in a career or similar impact that you've had
0: I, let me let me put it this way i think most of the people in the it world i would say 99% of them have a good level of education okay so that uh, this is a given uh, whether they're in senegal or in swaziland or in new york uh, the the base the the base education is almost the same the real difference is really the level of commitment the level of engagement Uh, the level of uh, accountability. I think one of the things I tell everybody is that you have to start with two ideas. One, do what you like. Do something that you're passionate about, and when you do it, you don't feel like you're working. You're you're doing like you're playing. A soccer player is not a worker. He's playing, okay? Uh, The second thing is that whatever happened to you, good or bad, don't blame it on somebody else. Blame it on yourself. And ask yourself what you have to do differently to succeed. The third thing I would say is I, I, I tend to judge people on two things. Knowledge and character. Okay? You can have knowledge, but you have to have character. Character means personality, integrity, accountability, willingness to go the extra mile. That's what defines character. But the the challenge we have in our society today, and uh, I can observe that in some of the countries, especially um, uh, in some part of Africa, is the kind of a a sense of entitlement. Okay, now it is our turn. We have to get it because, you know, last time it was you, this time it's me. No, that's not the way it's going to work. On the other hand also, uh, I have an initiative uh, which is in line with your question. I am the champion or the sponsor of woman diversity inside IBM. And you can see that uh, in a region like uh, Middle East and Africa, it is not an easy task. Okay? I think that people have to get away from their bias and walk the talk. I used to have up to six, seven female managers reporting to me in all possible fields, whether it's technical support, sales support, Uh, branding marketing etc so the point i'm trying to make yes uh, those are some of the lessons that i have learned on the field i believe that the african people have to just believe in themselves and get the job done that's all i can say
1: baba zumanigi general manager of ibm francophone africa thank you so much for your time
0: thank you